Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. And we are still <clears throat> going to, pardon me, um, uh, know and believe and work toward as Americans to keep America that shining city on the hill blessed from sea to shining sea by our creator god and uh we are established in that principle the judeo-christian principle even though uh we do uh give freedoms to every citizen of this nation and even those who come here to visit the right to exercise their own freedoms and for the first time regardless of who you are uh in this country well, not for the first time, but uh, certainly for the first time in a long time, we are seeing a certain unity in this nation because of an enemy that has revealed to us and has unmasked to us the fact that um, we're all in this together. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your religious black background is. As far as that is concerned, when we talk about we're all being flesh and blood beings, it kind of makes the rest of our differences insignificant, doesn't it? And you see, friends, that's what this whole point is about. And I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that uh, a little bit more here today i have two guests uh coming up today and um both of them are friends and people that i have uh come to to know over a period of time uh burgess owens a former nba star and super bowl champion uh played for both uh, the jets and the oakland raiders new york jets and the oakland raiders uh, will be with me coming up here at uh, in the bottom of the hour. And then Paris Denard, who works with me uh, and uh, Black Voices for Trump and, of course, works for the president uh, himself, Paris Denard, um, communications director uh, there for the Trump campaign. One of the communications directors for the Trump campaign will be joining me uh, at the top of the next hour after the news. And there's much for all of us to talk about because what we're beginning to see is the common denominator. And you know what the common denominator is for every one of us? 
death. Oh, I don't care how black or white or if you wore the Klansman's uniform or how many times you shot the Black Power sign. The common denominator for all of us is death. And in times like these, in times like these, when um, <laughs> we are everybody, I don't care who you are, what religion you happen to like or or whatever you know you are have been told that you best stay inside stay away from other people in order to to keep from getting something that could kill you and and even though and 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 i, I have to be i have to be honest with this i even though i did in fact <clears throat> tweet out uh follow me on twitter at rev cl bryant I did tweet this out, and I said this a couple of days ago on uh, on the show, because I, I, I believe this. I believe this. Uh, uh, this is true. I believe this is true. I believe that when you think about the fact that if masks work, why do businesses need to be closed? Yeah, if masks work, why do businesses need to be closed? If they don't work, why are we forced to wear them? Businesses don't need to close if the masks work, right? Because the masks work. But if they don't work, then what's the point in forcing people to wear them, why did the uh, beautician in Texas, Dallas, go to jail? I mean, what was that all about? If, if they work, uh, then there's no need for her business to ever been closed. Right? You just go through the proper uh, hygienic procedures of uh, sterilizing your hands with the proper things and putting, keeping the mask on, sterilize. I sterilize the mask. <clears throat> yeah. Um, before I put my mask on or, or my bandana on when I'm going out or if I'm going to wear it around, uh, I, I sterilize it. It's sterilized too. My hands are sterilized. The inside of my nostrils are sterilized. Friends, if they work, then businesses don't need to be closed. But if they don't work, then the question has to be, why are we forced to wear these masks? What's, what's up with that question? That's the question. And so we find ourselves uh, in a uh, situation where you truly do see how we could be taken over, controlled by the heavy hand of big government. Yeah, the heavy hand of big government. And, and, and some, somehow, listen to me, it feels as though, you know, <clears throat> you can get used to this pretty easy. 
it seems to me as though it's somewhere in our innermost part, and maybe this is uh, because uh, we are relational and relationship creatures, in our innermost parts, we want to depend on that somebody else to make this right for us. And that somebody else is in the personage of a faceless uh, individual that all of us call government. And uh, the bottom line is government always points back to you. Because you either allow that to continue the way it's going on because you like it or you're comfortable with it or whatever, or you say you, you, you say, you say, and how do you say it? You say it with your vote uh, for the good, the bad, I think for the good. At first I did not, but now I do because I'm, I'm looking at it from both sides of the street. I've been on both sides of the street. Many of you have never traveled to the other side of the street. Uh, and that's what libertarianism is all about, is being able to examine both sides of the street and understanding your side. Yeah. But we have become and are becoming uh, comfortable with big government calling the shots. And we cannot allow ourselves to become codependent. That's where organizations like the one I'm associated with, FreedomWorks, comes in. Go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org. Tell them you heard about it on the C.L. Bryant show. And become a part of a movement that is dedicated to keeping America great as we have been for the last 30 odd years in this country. And we are still standing strong, still standing firm in the face of all of the adversity that is going on because true to the name freedom works. It does. I mean, but there has to be freedom that's governed with that's uh, uh, tempered with liberty, the understanding of liberty. And the understanding of personal government. A self-governing people is who we were intended to be. And because of that, words like uh, our uh, government does not work for no other but a morally inclined people. And the best example of moral inclination that the founders could uh, muster were the Judeo-Christian ethics and principles. And even though, yes, there have been many crimes and uh, atrocities committed in the name of Christ in Christianity, uh, those things had nothing to do with Christ or Christianity. It had to do with the advancing of an agenda that would bring Christ and Christianity with it. And that was for the good, even though those who brought it with them were, in many cases, uh, you know, persuaded, like all of us are, by sin, by evil. And it leads you to do evil things. And so you write the history of a nation. 
that has evil stuff in its background because it is inhabited by people. It's inhabited by people. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter what people that, that inhabits the place. It exists. Evil's going to exist wherever they are. Who do you think the Aztecs were killing? <laughs> Come on. Huh? Who do you think the the uh, the tribal wars back in the days of Shaka, Zulu? Who, who do you think the tribe? Who do you think he was impaling? Huh? We we have always done this to one another. The history of mankind is a story. It's a tale of pain and man's inhumanity to each other to man to set it's the whole story the, the bible uh people would love to uh read the bible but they are, are are so appalled and amazed at the bloodshed and the violence and the evil that goes on in scripture scripture is simply a reflection of you and a message to you as to how to be saved from you yeah (laughs) it's you you need saving the issue is you that's my pastor would say uh james a mcmenus as he would say the issue is you Yeah, and and you you are actually being saved from your inclinations when you become a follower of Christ and and the founders and the Judeo Christian ethic and the founders of this country, even though they realized that the, that those stories that were in Scripture, they they saw those evil stories. They also saw the underlying message of salvation from yourself. How can the self governing people? be saved from themselves. And um, we have to make the decision together what to do and how to do it. We have to make those types of decisions. And hopefully they're based on moral and ethical um, substances and foundations. But what is happening and what should be... um, screamed continuously from the rooftops and and it was at one time oh no doubt 10 years ago we were screaming it from the rooftops we were uh the grassroots movement uh tea taxed enough already was screaming it from the rooftops and the media was vilifying every one of them. And I know that uh, many of you will try and say that uh, because of organizations like that, you have this thing that went on with the um, shooting in Georgia. Not so. Those guys are idiots. Those people were idiots. And they would be idiots in any country, in any nation. Their actions would be deplorable anywhere. And they're certainly deplorable here. Because even if, as I said uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm going to say this again, and there's nobody more law and order than me. 
Huh? But to give you a, a perfect scenario, I gave it the other day. I'll give it to you again. Here it is. Burglar had, I'm coming through my front door of my house. Burglar is going out the back window of my house. I hear him or them or whatever <clears throat> going out. So I go cautiously to get my gun from its place. And uh, they're going out the window. They're out the window. They're headed down the drive and down the street. And if I go out the window and follow them down the street with my gun and shoot them, even though they have my stuff, I'm going to jail. I am going to jail. My point, even if this guy and the video plainly shows that he was doing what a lot of us do. I know I've done this a million times. I've gotten out of a, well, not a million times, I exaggerate, but, but uh, I've done this a whole bunch of times in many places around the country because, you know, you never know what you might want to do. I've gone and I've looked at who and what the builder and how they put this house together. I look at the, the structure, you know. My father built his own home, him and his brothers. Um, come from farmers and carpenters and people who put stuff in mechanics and people who work with their hands. My son's a mechanic, works, works with his hands. He's brilliant at it. Yeah. And um, what um, I have found is that people must, we're all, we have to work. We're in, all of us are in the same boat. And so I, I, Look at houses. Get out of my car and look at them. I don't care what neighborhood it's in. I don't. I wouldn't care. And this guy, this jogger who was shot, he wasn't doing anything stealthily. It was broad daylight. Uh, you're gonna steal something from a a web a, a work site like that. I don't think that you're going to do that in broad daylight. He was not armed. And even if he was stealing something, you still don't chase him down and attack him. Um, one of my guests said yesterday that uh, he might have served himself better if he had just stopped and waited for the police to show up. <laughs> Thank you. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe, around the globe. And I certainly want to thank all of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. The greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known. It does appear that um, even in the Kremlin, this coronavirus is affecting um, people close to Vladimir Putin. Uh, Looks as though um, his um, spokesman, his uh, national spokesman is hospitalized with COVID-19. It's in the White House. It's in the Kremlin. Um, We have not heard whether or not it has um, infected anyone close to President Xi in Beijing. Check check that out, Michelle. Check that one out. And see if, in fact... Um, there is any news, of course, if there, listen, you wouldn't know anyway, the same way that we don't know how many people are dead in China and we may never know. Uh, It was very plain in the the Senate hearing on uh, uh, reopening the country, of course, is underway and Dr. Fauci is um, saying that it may take a, a while. Um, uh, some may take some time for the vaccine to come into play, actually. Uh, you want to make sure it works. If you have a vaccine, you want to make sure it works. And the old saying, I was telling you that I come from a family of carpenters and uh, mechanics and, you know, and farmers. And in each one of those measurement, uh, the mathematical um, discipline of measuring, measurement, measurements come into play. And one of the things my grandfather always liked to say, and there was an old deacon of mine at one time, his name was uh, Deacon Wilcott, O.P. Wilcott. And he reminded me so, so much of my grandfather. And both of them had this saying. And the saying was, measure twice, cut once. 
make sure your measurement is accurate so that when you make your cut, the cut is also accurate. That way your house doesn't lean, your building doesn't lean, whatever it is you're putting together. And that's the way we have to do this vaccine. You can't rush this. You can't throw this against the wall. It has to work. Or you begin to hear things like new normal. And you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear new normal. You have, listen, folks, just, just listen. You have enough on your plate now. Now, uh, the things on your plate may not be as uh, apparent as they were when you were doing your regular routine because you had to go out and face them. Physically, face-to-face, daily. So the things on your plate may not uh, have been as apparent to you then as they are now because you're not able to take care of them, right? And then you got this to deal with. So... Who needs to work a new normal into their already hectic normal? Americans are killing themselves and are depressed and are suffering with anxiety uh, at rates that have not been experienced since the Great Depression. And no! That is not Donald Trump's fault. He has nothing to do with this outbreak. In fact, we were humming along fantastically well when we were humming along fantastically well when um, the president had to shut down the economy. We were humming along fantastically well. And then the economy shut down. Joining me now is NFL great, Super Bowl champion, a man of high and great integrity. He is a friend of mine. And I've known him now for years, and we started down uh, this trail uh, many years ago. He is now a congressional candidate for the 4th District in Utah, held by my friend, uh, once held by my friend, Mia Love. And I think that uh, Burgess will make an incredible candidate for Congress, and is making an incredible candidate for Congress, and will be a fantastic statesman there in the 4th District of Utah. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show, Burgess Owens. Thank you for joining us, man. How are you? C.L. Hey, my friend. How's it going? 
of all that, the best thing you said was friend of CL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we go back. We do go back away, buddy. I, I really appreciate that to talk with you again. Really do. You know, Burgess, when you and I uh, were talking, uh, the type of thing that uh, we're talking now, uh, there was no walk away movement. There was no right. Blexit movement. You and I were runaways. We ran away yeah. uh, from that. And and by way of leading into telling us about your candidacy, tell us why you're running uh, for the office of Fourth District Congressional District. <coughs> You know, you know, it's interesting because um, I just had this conversation recently. You know, I I, uh, I walked away from the Democratic Party back in back in the Ronald Reagan days. So for me to see today that we can have this kind of conversation where literally across the country, all Americans are beginning to understand the the disastrous uh, ideology of socialism which that found itself in the Democratic Party is so it's such a refreshing thing to, to live to see today where we have this conversation. We're being called names and, uh, is not, does not hurt people anymore. They're, they're, they're proud to be called names by the leftists. And that's a good place to be. So, uh, I, my, my passion has always been, has never, which has never been to get into politics. When I left the game back in 1983 from the Raiders, my goal was in some kind of way, get back to that great community that you and I grew up in. You know, not that we had the greatest opportunities, <coughs> but we had a great legacy. We had parents who taught us about love of country, God, uh, family, respect, uh, manning up, you know, going after fear versus running from it. Those kind of things we were taught. And I saw we were losing that in our community. And that was back in 83. So uh, over the years, I finally had a chance to come out to Salt Lake City and do what I thought was my mission, my life mission, work with at-risk kids uh, in the juvenile system. And I started a foundation called Second Chance for Youth. And um, that was my mission. And it's been, it's been working out well. Young, young boys and girls come out of the juvenile system giving mentoring, giving support, giving jobs, and letting them be the, the great, uh, showing them the, the second chance our country has for them. What I realized last summer was, you know, and, and until we get the house back, these kids that work with here and the means across our country have no chance because the, the, way, the reason they're in the position they're in is because of leftist policies. We've seen it within our black community in which they turn our community upside down. There's no shame. Uh, it is an evil ideology that uses, abuses, and discards anybody who trusts them. And so when I saw that this would be the opportunity, the district I'm in is between one and three of must-have by both parties. So it's not just it's not just I'm running for Congress. <clears throat> I'm running in a district that could literally be the linchpin for the rest of our nation. If we win this district, we win our house. We win our house with a new freshman group that's not in there to be elitist, to be part of the problem but literally go in there to serve our country, to get our country back, put that with a nice conservative uh, Senate and our president, and we have a chance to finally win big time for all Americans. And I just can't wait to see that day. Run strong, Burgess Owens, 4th District of Utah, great state of Utah. Burgess, when you were talking about uh, your upbringing <laughs> and my upbringing, uh, ours is very, very similar um, many Americans don't believe this, but the image that, uh, even though it wasn't as grand as the Huxtable home and all that type of thing was, but many <laughs> black people, uh, grew up in that type of two parent, uh, loving, uh, get your lesson, uh, don't, and be a credit to our family. 
type of home. That's the type of uh, community that the black community was back in the day when Burgess and I grew up. And we're just a couple of years apart in age. And uh, we remember that America. And folks, when we talk about taking America back, we're not talking about taking it back to a time where there was Jim Crow or anything like that. We're talking about taking back to a time when there was something decent in the family that was going on, yeah. when there was a decent American family, white or black. Burgess, let me ask you this. Uh, scripture uh, says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of its ways. There's an instability uh, among black people. And since we're talking about uh, that segment and that demographic, there seems to be a, 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 an unstableness, a double-mindedness among them. What, what do you attribute the, the, that the contribution? Uh, very, very similar. And I'll tell you, thank you for that summary, uh, BJ. See, I'm sorry. Because what people don't recognize is that during that time that we, that grew, we grew up, yes, we were not exposed to the white America, but we were exposed to an environment that was really big on education, God, industry, and family. We were, at that time, in our nation in the 60s, the 50s and 60s, leading a country in terms of the growth of the middle class. So we have 40% of black Americans who are business owners. That equates to 50% of Americans across our country. Black Americans are part of the middle class. No one came close to what we were doing. So in that in that community, we had a focus on those things you just mentioned, a family name, a focus, a future. And what we, what we have to recognize today is that that history is so important, that legacy, the the uh, the acknowledgement that we had a... a a gener- generation before us that were not hapless, hopeless, and waiting for white people to, do, to, to give them freedom. They were doing what every community does in our country. They were commanding uh, their respect by going out there and, and whipping out anybody else who didn't believe in what they were doing. Uh, we have gotten to the point now because our history has been trained, changed by the leftists. And by the way, CJ, see, let me just say this because it's so important. It is not, and, and you, you and I have had this conversation, it has not been the white supremacists has been out, up, out down, uh, uh, taking us down. It's been the black leaders. It's those who look like us, who talk like us, who tell us that they are, they are friends. And meanwhile, they vote for every anti-American, every anti-black policy that comes past their their their, their desk because they're all about power instead of the people that, that that they should be representing. So the idea that we should know our history is so important because once we do, we recognize first of all how how much power we should have in our past but also gives us a vision of what we can become and do as we people come together and work together like we've always done in the past. So um, God is a big piece of that. <laughs> you oh, yeah. mentioned the scripture. At the end of the day, our country is built on Judeo-Christian values. Once we lose the ability to have our faith, whatever that might be, we lose the essence of who our country is. And that's why we can't let the leftists, the atheists, the socialists, the Marxists, who do not believe in a God, who believe them, themselves as God, we cannot allow them to to uh, continue to run out colleges, run out government, and now call them out. We have a president, thank goodness, who's calling these people out. That's what's driving them absolutely nuts. They don't know what to do with them. So uh, we the people are backing them up, and we're going to make sure we continue our country moving in the right direction. Burgess, as you know, um, and you are one of my colleagues, we serve uh, serve on as um, a founding member of the advisory board, uh, Black Voices for Trump uh, here. And uh, it is important now that the candidates that we elect to office, the candidates that are elected to office, uh, have a clear uh, cut stand 
on the things that are important to the president and his agenda as we head toward this 2020 election. And COVID-19 is, of course, raging now. Burgess, we, we must open our uh, country up for business, but we must do it carefully. I mean, that that's understood. Yes. Give us your stand yes. on this COVID-19 reopening. Well, we, we ended this, uh, this process the way Americans did, putting a, a, a value in life. We always put a value in life. They have no idea how bad this virus was. We did we did what Americans do. We shut down. We we actually had faith that the, the, the experts would tell us the right thing to do. We now understand that we can actually open up this uh, our country, our economy, in a way that is, is safe. But recognizing this, why do we need to open up this economy? Because the middle class is what makes the country great. The most, most, most vibrant, the most successful we are, the greater American way can be shown. And what the president has done before this, this virus hit us is that finally blacks, Hispanics, Asians, veterans, teens were entering that middle class process by having jobs and opportunities and businesses. And so we need to get back to that. Know that the leftists hate our country. They hate those tenets I talked about, God, country, I mean, uh, uh, education, God, industry, and family. They hate it. So what they want to do is shut down the opportunity for the middle class to continue to grow. And we, the people, do not stand for that. We innately abhor tyranny. We, we hate the fact that we have governors or, or bureaucrats that tell us we can't go out and work. And what we have to do is make sure that the we, the people, understand how to do these things. We're smart enough to figure out how to take the information we have, open businesses in a safe way, and those who do it best will attract the most customers. Those customers who feel safe and secure and, and, and service will continue to come out and, and buy their wares, and that will continue to have our country continue to, continue to, continue to grow. So we need to understand that we're up against the enemy. It's an enemy that doesn't go to sleep, that doesn't stop, that takes advantage of every crisis. And, and as, as they see a way to win our win in 2020 to get back their power, understand who they are and, and, and see what's great about our history. We know what these people are like. We know what this ideology looks like because we've seen it. We've seen what it's done, the damage done to a great community. We cannot let that happen to our country. And by the way, uh, my, my website is Burgess for Utah. This is a national uh, initiative. I mean, it's a national, uh, we, we have to make sure we get our house back. So it's not just District 4. It's actually a district that, again, could be the linchpin. So for those who are listening in, tune into my website, support any way you can. Obviously, we're going up against the Democrat who said he was moderate, but he voted at 90% with Pelosi, Schiff, AOC, you name them. And they're nothing, they're nothing but a hard left socialist party that, that does everything they can to demean our middle class and hurt our American people across the board so they can get their power. Burgess, stay with me for uh, through the break, this short break. I want you to give the website and tell folks how to get in contact with you uh, for the long run um, so that they can bring you to their uh, churches, synagogues, or uh, places of worship uh, to speak to them about this message that you're so articulate in bringing Burgess Owens, uh, former NFL great Super Bowl champion, and now ca- Congress congressional candidate for Congress, 4th District, Utah, is my special guest. We'll return with him in just a moment. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, and certainly, certainly I'm glad that you've come aboard with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here daily. Don't go anywhere. 
I'll be right back. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. You coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, friends, so those of you particularly uh, in New York City traveling through Times Square, which is beginning to wake up uh, a little bit and it's still a ghost town compared Uh, Look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not building, and the Red State Talk billboard is right there above Ripley's Believe It or Not. In every hour, uh, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on that uh, billboard, one block from where we drop the big ball, and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square. It's a great day in the USA because of people like you. And I want to thank my special guest, Burgess Owens, for being on with me today. We were talking about his congressional race. He is uh, saying that that particular uh, uh, congressional seat could, in fact, be a linchpin and a bell cow for the rest of America. And so we're going to continue with him, Burgess Owens, tell us how to get in touch with you. And if someone's inclined to do it, how do they support your campaign? Okay. It's uh, Burgess, the number four, Utah.com. And I would love for anyone to, uh, uh, to keep across the country, your, your audience, if anything you can you can spare this time to help us to make sure we, we're fighting up against uh, uh, Ben McAdams. He has a $3 million war chest because he's not had to, to fight against anyone. It's from the leftists across the country. So my thought is we can get our American people supporting uh, this candidacy, and we'll, we'll knock him out and get our house back. Uh, if I can say this, I have a quick, quick minute. What I love, uh, you know, what, what we talk about, you and I, this is why I love our friendship so much when we had that background. We were taught about courage of conviction, critical thinking skills, to have a conversation like this and debate to win our country back. We had loyalty for family, and most importantly, we had a, 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 a love for work. And that's what we're seeing our American people. It's innate within us. We love to work. And it's like tells us we can't work. It's like telling us we can't, we can't dream. We can't own. We can't overcome. 
and that's not within our nature. So I'm so excited about this opportunity to have this conversation when it's all said and done with Republicans and independents and Democrats do not trust the left. They will use, abuse, and discard anyone who trusts them. I don't care who you are. If you're a Democratic business owner, they want your, your company, they want your business to fail so they can win in November. That's the heartless nature of the leftists. When you have no God, you have no empathy, no love, no care for anyone else. And that's what we're seeing firsthand. And it's a great thing for us to talk about when it's all said and done. You know, uh, Burgess, I hear my grandfather's voice <clears throat> saying uh, when he caught me uh, – uh, not doing a task the way that I'm supposed to do it. Uh, a man don't work, shouldn't eat. Man don't work, shouldn't eat. You know, he, he would say that. And so, and so that, that, in, that innate thing, that, that inherent thing that uh, my father and my grandfather put in uh, us uh, is to work. And you're right, man. Uh, just not being able to go and exercise my craft uh, even go go and just do stuff, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's not good. I was never an inside yeah. child. I was a kid who had to be outside. Burgess, let's talk about this for just a second. Um, both of us, uh, and folks, you're listening to both uh, men of who are Americans who happen to be black in this country. We are uh, Christian in our convictions, and uh, I want you to understand that both of us are products of the black family, the black community, and we have experienced segregated schools. You're listening to two men expressing our opinions who are Americans who happen to be black in this country and who came out of black families who are not calling our women B's and, 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 and H's. Uh, we're, we're not doing that. We're and we've never done that. We've never right. done that. We were, our families were not about that. And that's what we're yep. trying to get back to. Burgess, let me ask you this. Just comment on this. Okay. When, you, when you and I were in school, we had black teachers, male and female black teachers. There was one thing that I knew for certain. You and I have talked about this before. There was one thing that I knew for certain coming from that black teacher to me that he or she wanted me to succeed. They were invested in my success. Is that an accurate statement? Has that changed? <laughs> what, what, what do you say? About very, very accurate. And I'll tell you something. Uh, it's interesting because in, in my community, that again, let our country grow middle class, let our country men committed to marriage over 70%, let our country men and entrepreneurs over 40%, and then the truth aid in college. So every message, no matter where they came from, was you can do it in this country. Matter of fact, let me show you how to do it. We'll show you how to work, how to be disciplined. And one thing that I knew going, uh, and I'm sure you recognize this, coming through my own entry, boy, if I ever got in trouble with my teacher, it was no hope for me when I got home. <laughs> I was in trouble at home. I was in trouble. And nothing I could say. No, no, no. The message had already gotten there, brother. The message had already gotten there. And also, if you messed up at church, and your mom and dad uh, were, were, they had sent you to church, uh, to some kind of child's or youth meeting, and you acted up at church. By the time you got home from that youth meeting, the news had already gotten home, brother. <laughs> yeah. That's the home. And, and that, when we talk about respect, uh, we can't, can't highlight that enough. No respect for God, for country, but respect for women, respect for family. I mean, you get, we just learn to discipline ourselves. You never thought about disrespecting your adults. Just, just do it. 
and if, even the thought coming through your mind, you were going to get in trouble with it. So it was old school. It was actually what coaches did across that country. It was the American way. And what we have to understand, Bill, this is what we've been under, under attack for decades. We, we send our good kids that we work hard. We send them to, to college and they come back a little marxist. People hate our country, hate God, don't think they've ever done anything right. And that's what we're fighting against. These guys, they're like little termites. They're cowards. They're bullies. They never, they never show up in the, in the light of day. They always hide behind the scenes, whether it be white hood, black mask, in a deep bureaucracy where they get jobs and nobody can fire them, or whether it be getting uh, um, in college where they, they, they cannot get fired. These people are cowards and bullies. They don't. And, and, and so we need to understand this and come together as Americans, have this conversation. No matter what party we're part of, it's all about our kids. It's all about our future. And let's put aside the divisiveness that they want to have us go through focus on education, industry, faith, and family. Those four tenets will allow us to come together, have conversations that will help us to win once again. And we can also point out who our true enemy is. Socialist, Marxist, bullies, and cowards. They always go against us and trying right now to take down our country and our, and our president. And I tell you, it's going to be great to see us come out of this process on, on, on the upside of it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Burgess, tell everybody once again how to get in touch with you and how to engage with you and how to contribute to you if they're so inclined. Okay. Go to BurgessForUtah.com. You'll see my information there. you see videos, my interviews. And just remember all things, friend of CL. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all God right. bless you and God <laughs> keep sure. you is my prayer for you. Continue to fight the good fight. Burgess Owens there in the 4th Congressional District of Utah. He is my friend, and he'll be yours, too. Thank you, man, for being on with me. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, coast-to-coast, border-to-border. Burgess Owens was my special guest. And, uh, hey, friends, I got to tell you, there's a class of 2020 that is going to be so good. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, there's a word that Burgess used. I always pay attention to the words people use. Um, and I, I believe uh, words, of course, words have meaning. You know, of course they do. But um, <clears throat> when people are expressing themselves, sometimes they'll use a word that is not, you don't hear regularly. And um, the word termite is one of those words. The word termite is one of those words you don't hear regularly. Um, and he used that word, and I, it made me think that there is a termite-like infestation in our nation right now that's eating away at us. Yeah. Pardon me. <clears throat> and uh, my goodness, I don't now that I don't understand. I I, um, I did have it though for a while in Louisiana. I think it's the allergies um, uh, seasons. And man, I tell you, things have bloomed out here in Denver. And uh, allergies are incredible. Although I do have my sense of taste and smell, so I'm in good shape. In fact, I am starving to death right now. But anyway, there is a termite. <laughs> Eating away at the fiber 
of um, our nation. I want to talk about it uh, at the on the home stretch, the home stretch of the show. What is that termite? It's eating at you. It's eating at me. Uh, you don't want to admit that this is what the termite actually is. Yeah, but this is what it is. And I'm gonna I want to tell you what the termite that's eating away at the very core, the foundation of our nation. Um, is at the bottom of the hour. My guest coming up at the um, top of after the top of the hour <clears throat> will be Paris Denard. Paris Denard, one of the communication directors for the Trump campaign, uh, one of my colleagues, Black Voices for Trump, founding member of the advisory board, Black Found Black Voices for Trump, and uh, incredible uh, intellectual. Uh, man that I admire and certainly love to have on the show to give us an update on what's going on with the campaign and how you can help, how you can become a part of um, the largest campaign in the history of campaigns in America, uh, the Trump campaign. Oh, there's <clears throat> Latinos for Trump, there's Catholics for Trump, there's Evangelicals for Trump, there's Blacks for Trump, women for Trump, uh, there's uh, you know, uh, Trump, tr people for Trump everywhere. It's the largest campaign in the history of campaigns in America. Are you hearing me? Become a part of it. Oh, I know you have a lot of haters and so forth. You know. I know you have a lot of haters. You know, and so forth who uh, just don't like certain personalities because it reminds them of somebody they hated in high school or junior high or somebody who took their lunch money when they were in elementary school. <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe they maybe they sounded like, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why people don't like somebody just on without knowing them. It's never made sense to me not to like somebody without getting to know them, okay? So, you know, I look at how they get to where they got. Mm -hmm. 